Okay, hi, Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet. And of course, I'm here with my sister, Kix. Hi, Kix. Hello. Happy Friday, everyone listening. Yes, happy Friday. It's finally getting nice out. I'm like excited for the weekends more and more. Well, I mean, for you. I mean, it is getting nicer in New York, but you're in Atlanta. I yeah, mean, that's true. <laughs> what is the weather like there today? It was like we, uh, Jared and I went for a walk before this, and it was so nice. I didn't have a jacket on or anything. It was like probably about 60. <laughs> it's just <laughs> annoying because you're like, it's getting nicer. It's like it was 30 degrees here today. Oh. <laughs> no, it will get nicer here in a couple weeks. But New Yorkers always think that, like, winter stops after once March hits. And it's like, no, it's cold until May. Like, yeah. there'll still be days in April where you're like, why is it 40 degrees here? Right. Yeah. So, well, we still have some now, time. now you know the weather in uh, Atlanta and New York. So, thanks for tuning in today, guys. Of course. There you go. Um, wait. So, before we jump into our Bravo episode, I just wanted to chat a couple things about the podcast. So, once again, if you, uh, if you guys did not see on our Instagram, um, we are launching a Patreon page, which is super exciting. Uh, this will be live starting uh, next week. Um, so we will be dedicating this Patreon page to coverage of everyone's origins of reality. So we'll be doing deep dives into um, America's Next Top Model and to Flavor of Love into uh, The Simple Life. And um, we're starting with uh, a deep dive into the real world, we are going to watch the real world, like the first season OG. We're just going to watch that kicks and I on our own. And then we are going to cover the reboot of the real world and kind of talk about our journey, our, our feelings about the first season and then what we're loving about this reboot. So those reboot episodes come out weekly on Paramount plus. So check that out, watch it. I feel like everyone's going to be watching Paramount plus because drag race is going to be there. I think, I feel like this real world reboot is such a big deal, which is super exciting. And yeah, we're going to be talking about it and we're excited because we know. Yeah. I mean, to be totally nothing. honest, I've never seen one episode of the real world. So no, me like, either. it's truly so new for us and we can't wait to talk about it. Um, some of the other see like series we'll be covering. We have, Watched it more than once, but we're happy to um, bitch and moan about it in Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> so it'll be fun. So we have a $5 tier and then a $10 tier. The $5 tier is the tier. I added the $10 tier just as a, if anyone feels generous and just wants to like pitch in to kicks and ice well-being, you're welcome to do that. You also, if if you're like, I can't afford that, I totally get it too. It's it, I, I understand that we are in a trying times Um financially for a lot of people. So speaking of that, the first couple episodes will be free. So uh, they'll just be on the public feed. The Patreon link will be in both of our bios as well as a dumpster dive pod bio. So find us on all those places. The link will be there. Let's do us chat and just figure out if it's something that you can afford. And if not, please don't worry about it. We're just yeah, happy just, to um, be rate, chatting. Review, subscribe yeah. and Follow Dumpster Dive on Instagram. Those are all free things that you can, that's a way that you can definitely keep supporting us here at the DD pod. Right. I completely agree. And yeah, I loved what um, Ryan Bailey said a couple weeks ago or last week. It feels like a couple weeks ago. It was just last week. Yeah. He was talking about, he was like, the best way to support people is just by rating, review, subscribing. It sounds so dumb and ridiculous, but like it gets us on like lists of podcasts to listen to and things like that. So mm-hmm. make sure to do all that. Um, no, but speaking of rate, review, subscribing, 
Uh, we just want to do once again another highlight to someone who has done that, and we're gonna read a review here on the show. And remember that you can all. What the fuck was that? <laughs> was that a ghost? <laughs> okay. Okay, for the listeners at home, we're leaving this in. There is a full on like, like you know, in signs when there's like the like things in the backgrounds of the photos, like. There was a full like blip that just like went across the screen on Kix's end. <laughs> I didn't see. I only saw it in the camera. I know. That's what's. I could tell. That's what's scary. <laughs> okay. We're going to forge ahead in these haunting times. Um, okay. We have um, a today's wonderful guest. We have the ghost that just entered the chat. <laughs> that's our ghost. Um, no. So um, this review comes from TV lover 22. Um, and the review is titled favorite pod ever. You'll quickly realize who this is kicks. Okay. <laughs> Tom is such an amazing host and I love every episode more kicks <laughs> and I can't wait for Dan Rosales's appearance. So Dan, <laughs> no love this podcast. So, so much must listen every week. It's Patrick. Oh, Hi, it's Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> Um, that was a review from a, a while ago, but thank you, Patrick, for Thanks, Patrick. your continued support of the podcast. You are one of our, our number one fans. Who doesn't watch reality television. No. He one time <laughs> told me, he was like, if you could talk less about reality, I might like it more. And I'm like, well, unfortunately, you are not the demo group for this podcast. <laughs> right. Like, that's not the point of this, but sure. Right. Um, well, uh, we are here to talk trash, so we are going to be back in one second with Dylan Hafer of Betches to chat all things Bravo. Um, so we'll be back in one second, uh, with Dylan. Talk to you guys soon. Um, okay, we're back with, uh, Dylan Hafer of Betches. So uh, before we bring Dylan in, I just want to do a quick plug. So Dylan is one of the iconic members of, uh, both the Betches podcast and the Betches, like just, you know, world there. He's a creator there. Um, you can follow him at Dylan Hafer on Instagram. You can follow him, uh, on Twitter at the Dylan Hafer. And, um, I'm sure there's more things I'm forgetting on, uh, clubhouse on OnlyFans, all those places. <laughs> Dylan. Hi. Not on OnlyFans. Oh my God. <laughs> Bitches is like, not Dylan's yet. On OnlyFans. <laughs> maybe like, maybe next month. Yeah. Okay. I'm here for it. No, for the, like for New York city <laughs> lockdown. It'll just be like an anniversary OnlyFans episode. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. No, maybe I'll do I'll do like a Sonia Dorinda kind of OnlyFans where there's nothing really that exciting going on. Oh, did you pay for that? I didn't pay for it. No, I've never paid for it, but I can't imagine there's anything that exciting. No, I, I think that who did it first? I think did Sonia do it first or Dorinda? I think Dorinda did it first, but I think that Dorinda didn't completely understand the con- the conceit of OnlyFans, you know? She was just like, another social media. Sure, I'll be on that. Right. Oh my God. Can we talk about Dorinda in that? She is. She has lost her goddamn <laughs> mind. I'd rather her be like posting TikToks, doing her makeup and stuff than like being like messy on social media. Like she's, she's just minding her own business. I know. There's something jarring about her wearing her face on a swimsuit in Puerto Rico <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, we'd be remiss not to just okay, touch so on that a little bit. Maybe not like 
maybe not like a hundred percent harmless, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I love. I was dying because like people in the comments were like, "I literally love you," but like this is kind of hypocritical. <laughs> and she was like, "No, I'm not leaving my hotel room. I'm getting tested. I'm doing." Well, all she's like, like closing on the beach. Like I know. I'm like Dorinda. Like you, like. People have done reckless things in quarantine, but like you were like coming for Ramona on like a very public forum, and then now you're traveling, like like and being very like why did why did she have to post about her traveling? Yeah, I if I feel weird about that section of the Roni reunion because it's like all of them now have traveled at least right. a couple times during the pandemic. Like nobody's Completely. really on a high horse there anymore. Yeah. I know, I mean, and we should. Leah- I feel I feel like we shouldn't be like corona shaming anyone about how they've processed the whole thing but i think when someone is so like vocal about being mad at someone like ramona for what she's doing and then but like leah's in miami now like she's they they're all they seem to all be in miami yeah like leah and ramona ran into each other in miami like three days after they finished filming for the season and it's like okay i guess like why don't we do the cast why did we do the cast trip in a van upstate why don't we do it in miami yeah you guys should have just filmed the finale in miami since all of y'all are there anyways yeah it's bad when bravo has like higher standards than anyone in the cast like (laughs) they didn't film at cynthia's wedding and like we're we're, so we're gonna see like cell phone footage of them all like dancing around with no shoes on it's like i don't know if i'm ready for it (laughs) i don't know and neither am i I forget that that's still, I mean, we'll get, I'm sure we're going to obviously talk about Atlanta, but I just, I keep forgetting that's still going to happen this season. Atlanta's confusing because we have, I think we're about to have what will be the most boring season and the most insane season all in one season. Like the first, the front half of it has been a true slog until we got to Bolo and then the back half is going to be like, it seems like the back half is full of drama and content. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, I don't know, like, I feel like they cut a lot of stuff around the beginning of filming, but it's the whole season. It's felt like Cynthia's wedding is like two weeks away and it's the actual timeline is very unclear to me, but yeah, it's confusing. I agree. <laughs> Wait, so uh, let's not get into Atlanta just yet. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Um, we, we, to- we just started going there. Um, Dylan, first of all, hi, welcome to dumpster dive. We're so happy that you agreed to come on. Um, you're, you were on our dream guest list. So we're uh-huh. happy that you are here. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to chit chat. <laughs> And um, before we get to all of our segments and stuff, I just want you to kind of like plug your socials, what you what you do at Betches, your podcast, all those things. Yeah. So I am the content manager for pop culture at Betches. So I do a lot of different things. But the thing that I am like, like my baby is Bravo by Betches, which you can follow on Instagram or Twitter yes, or follow them. wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I also host the Mention It All podcast. We do three episodes a week talking about all of the Bravo shows. Um, but yeah, that's like my, that's my like main gig. Um, and then, yeah, you can follow me at Dylan Hafer everywhere. I just like, you know, like pop culture, Bravo, all of that fun stuff. You you really have your finger on the pulse of pop culture, which I, I love. I love, I I try to. (laughs) I try. It's fun. Like with my personal social media, I like that I can just post about whatever I want. Like I don't have to like, I'm not like in charge of like covering anything. So I just post like whatever I think is funny and right. like random TikToks and stuff. So yeah, it's a good time. Oh my God. Oh, Wait, yeah, you have to be... follow Dylan because Dylan <laughs> hosts like Christian TikToks. He has like a highlight on his like highlights of Christian TikToks. They bring me so much joy. They are crazy i love the ones where people are like driving in their cars and they're like can you pray with me for just for a second 
<laughs> so many of them sit in the cars and people always ask me why they sit in the cars and I don't know because that's not my life but yeah they're always talking to the camera in the car like in a parking lot somewhere and it really just it brings me joy personally yeah it's it's, it's great. so good you also cover a lot of movies and like watch lists whether it's like what's out right now or like things that you haven't seen and that you have good little reviews about those. Yeah. Too. Wait, so, so I want to talk a little bit speaking of movies about award season. Cause it's been kind of on a weird award season year. And I know we don't cover yes. that sort of stuff here, but like, <laughs> I know that I I've seen, mo- I've tried to, I think I've seen mostly everything that's like in the buzz. Um, what, what did you love this season? What the golden globes were a mess, but like, what are we looking forward to at the Oscars? Like what do we think is going to happen? The golden globes were so just like, I mean, I feel like award shows are usually underwhelming. Like, you you rarely watch a whole award show and are like, wow, that was, like, more exciting than I thought it was going to be. But just, yeah. like, the Zoom, I feel like everyone is just so over it at this point. Um, overall, there it's been kind of a good movie season, even though nobody's been going to the theaters. Um I love Nomadland, which is on Hulu now. Um, I really loved Nomadland. That was my fave. It's so good. Uh, one Night in Miami, directed by Regina King, is also one of my favorites. Uh, there were just like a lot of, a lot of really like great movies this year, and a lot of them are like streaming, which is exciting because we because nobody's going anywhere. No. Yeah, it's so. Uh, it's crazy how many new movies are out when they like no one was allowed to do anything for at least nine months. (laughs) Well, I will never understand how it's like people get, I understand that it's a streamers based thing. Like, like, um, like not, not streaming services. Like people get streamers for like these movies. I never understand like when the award show season comes out and like the movie comes out like a day before the golden globes. And like, you're like, it's nominated for everything. And you're like, how am I supposed to keep up with like, that this is something yeah. I should have watched when it just came out. When obviously everyone in the business has seen it because they've gone to the festivals and they've done like the circuit of everything. But like as a consumer of these things, it's like I wish they would just make it a little bit more user friendly and be like, which I'm liking on the streaming platforms because we can watch a lot of these things. Like yeah, definitely. Like HBO Max is releasing things as well as Hulu and but I don't know. It is. I did love yeah, Nomadland. It's hard. I, I. Yeah. No, I know. No, but I, what I love, if for those that have seen Nomadland, this is like so off track from what this podcast is about, but what I loved about it was that like, it's like a documentary because like everyone, the only, the only two actors in it are, uh, uh, Francis McDormand and, um, I forget his name. What's his the other guy's name? David but Strathairn. There's two, yes. Yes. Him. There's only two actors in it. And then the rest of it are people that are just like living, that live this life really. And so it's pretty interesting because it's like a documentary hybrid almost. I highly suggest it. I really, really liked it. Yeah, it's it, it was like very emotional. I was scared. I, I was glad. It's not like super dramatic. It's just a very like, it's a vibe. And sometimes that's <laughs> what I need. Like I like to be stressed out watching a movie sometimes. But yeah. sometimes I just want to like have an experience. Chill. Yeah, it's like slice of life. It's like very just like her, what this woman's experience. Yeah, experience was. Yeah. Highly suggested. I liked it. Anything, any other movies that you loved for award season that you want everyone to watch? Um, oh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is on HBO Max right now, is super great. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably like my other top one that I would say everyone should watch. 
So I I actually really like The Five Bloods, and I feel like it didn't get a lot of um, yeah. coverage. I thought it was so fun. Like it was like it kind of hit so many genre points. Like I didn't expect it to be this like epic adventure that it ended up being. It's 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 fun. I I, agree. I really liked it. I yeah, really Jared did and I watched that. that recently. We really liked it too. It's weird because it, yeah, like, like you said, it, it like really has like every kind of genre you want in a movie. Yeah, yeah. it's hard because it came out like last summer. So when you think of like award season i feel like i watched that movie like three years ago because time is just like <laughs> what is fake time? at this point i should i should rewatch watch right. it because it was really good i, no, also I really, really liked, liked promising young woman i feel yeah I oh yes it was duh. so so innovate like the story was innovative and it wasn't it hasn't been done before and unexpected because honestly when i went into it i thought it was going to be like a campy like murder horror kind of thing yeah, no, that was that was great too. Um, I have loved Carrie Mulligan for like twelve years or something, so I am excited to see her like back in the conversation, back in the biz. Yeah, I feel in like she's zeitgeist. been out of the com- Yeah, I agree. I do agree. I think she's been out of the zeitgeist a little bit lately. You know, <laughs> she lays pretty low. She's just like with her Mumford and Sons husband, just like chilling in England. Oh yes, I forgot about that relationship. There you go. Um, well, there you go. There's, there's our <laughs> little, little o- o- awards fodder. So, um, no. So before we get into our chats about, uh, Atlanta and, um, New Jersey, um, we want to ask you what reality television made you a dumpster diva. That's what we ask all of our guests, just kind of like understanding their origins of reality, what brought them into this, uh, trash can we all like to call home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my, my reality days date back to like, early 2000s competition reality shows that was like where I I cut my teeth if you will um like, oh <laughs> I, I grew up watching Survivor and like American yeah. Idol early seasons of So You Think You Can Dance that was like a big one in my household oh yes um so that was kind of like my thing before I ever was watching Bravo or anything um and then the first Bravo show I ever watched was NYC Prep which prep. is like super yep. random. No, I, I, I watched NYC prep when it was on, I think, cause I was in, I think I was in high school when that was on. Um, but I, I don't remember any of it. I've truly literally it. never seen it. It's okay. It, I think, well, yeah, I, I feel like the people who aren't from New York city, it was probably such like a cool thing to watch. You're like these, like they live this such lavish life. And I yeah, don't know. Like, I, assume, I don't really know what it's about, honestly. <laughs> They're like, everyone's getting drunk at a restaurant for your 16th birthday. And I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, say what? I'm like, I'm like I'm I like had a glass church. of wine with my mom the other night and I spit it out. It was so fucking gross. Like, that was me at 16. <laughs> yeah. It- I know. I didn't really start living till 18. <laughs> like, when I was 16, I was like, maybe drinking in someone's basement, but I wasn't like at a club. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. No, I don't think. When when did you first have your first sip of sip of the devil's juice kicks? <laughs> I was fourteen. You were fourteen. Yeah. Oh my god! I should I cut that shot out? With our mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I knew that. Yeah, we did a tequila shot when we were in Peru. <laughs> oh, with mom. Oh, that's like almost cheating. That's also like really young to do a tequila shot uh, uh, yeah i mean <laughs> yeah it like, definitely was I way can't... too young but then quickly after 
I was like going to parties with you. Sorry, mom and dad. Okay, don't drag don't drag me like that. <laughs> they know. Famously, they know. So I was going to parties with you and then literally stopped drinking for like four or five years. Oh, okay. when you're and here with I am. He he who should not be named. <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> we had, I had We're really to, getting I, to it. We always end up bringing I Dylan. I'm so bad at saying full names of people like that we went to high school with. So I'll just yeah. say like I like famously said my high school bully's name. His name's Michael Williams. Hey Michael. Um, <laughs> I famously said that like a couple like a long uh, when we started the it pod. It was like and episode then, one. No, it was no, it was episode one. Episode three, <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, but like. I feel like I'm the opposite when I'm on my podcast. I literally, I'm like, so this one person who I'm friends with and I'm like scared that that's too much information. <laughs> oh my God. I no, try to, I like Tom will say first and last name and I'm like, you <laughs> literally cannot do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I mean, I wish, I think it's cause I'm like, if someone said my first and last name on a podcast, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, Hey, all press is good press. Right. <laughs> totally. As You're long as it's so not like annoying. slander. Sure. I mean, I did call that person a bully, but um, no, what were you saying? Oh, your ex-boyfriend. We've gone on a tangent now. Okay, no, but <laughs> I do want to we talk So You Think You Can Dance because we haven't talked about it yet. Oh, yes, please. I, oh, my God. I used to love So You Think You Can Dance. The, it was so good. I was so attracted to Benny. It was his name Benny? It was like the first winner in the first season. He was like tall, lanky. Um, I don't remember. Oh First my god! Season. He was in a, a music video with Christina Aguilera, famously. Okay, I'm looking this up. The first, the first winner was Nick. What? And yeah, then, Nick, who Nick, dates no, Travis Ball, right? No, he was Ball, on right? that season. Maybe he didn't win. Maybe he was on that season with him. There was, it was like Nick, and then there was like Benji. Benji, and... Benji, Benji. Okay, Benji. I oh, I forgot him. about Benji. Benji and like Heidi. Yeah, the, I. Because he was like a swing dancer. Yes. I thought he was like so hot. <laughs> ben, you thought Benji was hot? I thought I was so attracted to Benji. I think Nick was hot. Benji. Oh, Nick no, was hot too. No, Nick was so hot. Benji gave off like Mormon vibes. Yes. Like Huff. Like, like bootleg Huff. <laughs> yeah. Bootleg, <laughs> bootleg Huff. No, he like was very much like, I just love swing dance. And it's like, those people cannot be trusted. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm looking at the winners though. I I can't remember. I don't remember past. So season. No, the, see the winners. Like it wasn't even about the winners. You just remembered like the iconic dances. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at these winners and I don't remember any of them. After this, I probably will rock myself to sleep by watching. So you could think you can dance dances. <laughs> Janine Mason was I a winner, know. right? Janine is in like a Netflix show now. Janine Mason. Janine Mason was season Um, five. Season five. (laughs) I couldn't tell you the name of the show, but I know she's like doing something. I feel like Twitch and Allison are like the most famous people to come out of it. For sure. Because Twitch has the Ellen hookup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twitch has more money than So You Think You Can Dance, period. Like the, he's got that yeah. mean El- he's got that mean Ellen money. <laughs> <laughs> Is it worth it? Is Probably. it? Probably. Hey Twitch, Probably. we'll we'll have like a we'll have an yeah. exclusive Twitch interview here on the podcast. I honestly, Twitch, was it worth I would it? Love it to find out if it's worth it being that rich, and I, I, I'm curious. I would take the Ellen I money. Mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? And I could after yeah. 
Yeah. What? It's not like I'm the bad person. Like, she's the bad person. She just gave me the money. <laughs> but then you can write, like, a fun New York Times article being like, I left the Ellen show. Sure. Yeah, you can twist it. I'm sure I'm sure mean, mean ass Ellen would love that. <laughs> you get, like, blacklisted for the rest of your career. Right, right. I'm waiting for that. For, yeah. For the, 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 the staff's uh, expose on her. Um, wait, so... Um, we were kind of talking Summer House for a little for a little bit before we like actually officially started recording, but um, we are going to start covering Summer House on this podcast on Sundays because uh, we decided to get rid of The Bachelor. We were covering The Bachelor, but we're done with it because it's Love that. Um, a whole ass mess. Um, like we're truly just not going to finish the season. We're boring. like we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> it's not worth it. Um, but um, Summer House, uh, loving so much, right? Are we loving it, Dylan? A summer house, yes, I think it's really fun. This season is like off to a little bit of a weird start just because like the whole Luke love triangle is kind of annoying to me, but it's a great cast. It's nice that it's like something different than anything else that's on Bravo right now. So yeah, very into it. Yeah, I was, I've said this a couple times on lives or here on the pod, but I think that we, with this uh, real world reboot that's happening that haven't started today, I think that we're going to head towards this new, this reef, the re phenomenon of like, of house shows. Because like, I think mm-hmm. we're, I think there's going to be a bit of a return to form with the real world getting this like new, new second leg. And I think people are going to realize like, there is sometimes you can just put people in a house and there's entertaining things that happen, you know, like with the housewives being stuck on the yeah. um, resort together or no, like truly every I, and, single and lake in the U S they're at. right. Right. <laughs> and, but it's very COVID safe too. like, you can quarantine and just throw people in a house with nest cams and you right. have a show, you know? Yeah. I, I was never like a big real world, real, real world person, but I, definitely think it's exciting that they're like actually bringing it back um yeah i feel like those shows historically like are pretty successful so yeah just put people in a house it's easy and it's like covid safe too i also at least for like me i think i would want to be in their shoes like i would love to like think that i could be in a house and just like bougie with a pool all this food you can cook all this drinks you can have and i think it like on some worlds, I aspire, not aspire, but like want to do it. Like I would definitely do it. So I think I like yeah. watching Summer House so much because it seems like honestly so much fun. Yeah. Um, my dream, my dream is to be on Summer House. I say it all the time. Do you remember in like earlier seasons of Summer House, I feel like they always talked about paying rent. And I'm like, you guys don't pay rent at this house. Like, I felt like it was such a construct and they don't really do it anymore, but they would be like, there's eight of us on the lease and 10 of us in the house. And I'm like, Bravo is paying for this house. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Although can you imagine Bravo was like, sure, put the show up, but we are not paying for it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we'll take care of nothing. But you guys just have to show up. That's some t- that is some TLC bullshit. Because on 90 Day Fiance, they <laughs> give them pennies. They're like, they don't care. They pay them like $1,500 for the season. And they're like, here we go. And then granted, and then they have like 2 million viewers on every episode. It's like yeah, insane. Yeah, they are rolling in cash. <laughs> yes. I like that they, they launched like an entire streaming service like just for 90 Day Fiance, basically. They're like, yep. Discovery Plus, the home of 90 Day Fiance, and that's it. <laughs> And Dylan, just let you know, I do subscribe to that. Okay, so don't don't drag me too hard. I 
I have never taken the plunge into 90 Day Fiance, but I I feel like one of these days it's going to happen and it's going to hit me hard. Um, so do you, want me, do you want me to navigate you through it? How to, how to do it? If, sure. When it happens. Okay. So your entry must be before the 90 days because before the 90 days really is a better show because we're getting to see dumb Americans have to go to these places that they like their betrothed are in. And like they, they, they're, they're seeing like, like their idea is I want to bring this woman home to America. Mm-hmm. But like they're not doing the math with the fact that like what the conditions of the other partner's life actually is. So especially in the early seasons of Before the Ninety Days, you get to see these people go to the middle of nowhere and like, like in a country they've never been to. Yeah. Let alone like pointed this, at a map. There's this too. one guy <laughs> who's like a germaphobe that goes to um, Brazil, and she lives like in a town with no internet, no phones, nothing like. N- running water is through a well that they have to go walk to. And like, it's, it's a shock. And the producers, they're like, we're not helping you. Like, we're just standing here and watching you. Like, right. Yeah, she like gets, she gets like attacked or she almost get, attacked. No, no, she gets, the whole production team gets mugged by a machete. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, so have I sold you I've, yet? <laughs> yeah. I'm de- like, I definitely know I would enjoy it. It's more just like I have to set aside the time because. Yeah, uh, the issue with 90 Day Fiance is that there's six different versions of 90 Day Fiance. And the episodes are an hour and a half long. They really are. It's too much. Like, actually. No. (laughs) I know. They're they're starting to learn a little bit. In the beginning, the hour and a half was easy to get through because there was a lot of content. They're, they've gotten smarter though with like mm-hmm. they're they're pulling an ABC bachelor move where now they're like they're like coming up and then it's like you get that at the end of the episode like it's like and they're stretching out storylines like crazy now 90 day is like a C plus now it five three four years ago it was like a plus content so go back before the 90 days it's it's pretty iconic okay um but uh, we should jump into Bravo. Yes. So yes. we oh. are here to talk about both Atlanta and New Jersey today. Um, let's jump in with New Jersey first and then wrap up with Atlanta because I think Atlanta continues to deliver. Um, Jersey is, I feel like we started out with this huge bang and we're just kind of hitting these like sleeper episodes post that. What do you guys think? I find that it's to like jump the gun a little bit. I think it's pretty fucked up that. The, one of the biggest storylines of the season that we thought from the commercials was Teresa, like, calling Joe about Melissa talking to another man, and it was a prank. <laughs> like, yeah, it it's, was too much. It's so fu- I, like, Wait, it was I too think, little, I guess. Yeah. Like, I believed it. Like, did Dylan, what did you think? Did you believe that it was going to be a storyline? I I did. I hate to say that they fooled me. Um, we actually were talking about this on my podcast earlier today and my co-host Barry was like, I knew it was fake like all along. I never thought this was real. Like that wouldn't happen. And I was like, oh, I was kind of pissed off when I found out that it was a prank. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it was a prank, but also I was like, I kind of want to see Melissa and Teresa fight again. I don't know. It It's like my happy place. So, But it's weird too, because the press that's happening right now, like not press, <laughs> this stuff like the news reality news that's happening right now with melissa and joe it is like on track to that storyline she like everything i've been seeing like in the blogs and stuff is like 
Melissa questioning marriage, blah, 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 like all this stuff. I know. Well, there is going to be some infidelity, right? I mean, Melissa has to cook up a storyline somehow. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. We'll see Kix. Kix, I don't think Kix has watched Jersey until this season, right? No, that's not true. I watched like early seasons when they aired a while ago and then. Right. But you haven't watched the past couple seasons. Melissa has been. So last season, her storyline that she essentially like took to. Like, you know, like the, the always sunny meme of what's his face, like with the board behind him with yeah, the like pin all the boards strings, and those red like, eyes, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I'm, that's like Joe and Melissa before every season. Cause they're always like trying to like plan out a storyline last season. The storyline was that Melissa was going to have another kid and it's like, you're not gonna have another kid. And Jennifer Aiden famously at the reunion was like, yeah, you're not going to have another kid. Like yeah. you did that for the show. And Melissa was like, oh, but then also the season before that, <laughs> She, the storyline was that she thought that she had a long lost sister that she was trying to find. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so it wouldn't be surprising to me if she made up a storyline about her, about infidelity, but, but it seemed, but remember like the trailer was like, things aren't always what they may seem like. Yeah. And it's like her smiling in the corner, like on her phone. No, so are you team Teresa or Jackie? Where do you stand? I say, wait, I say I'm team the couch. And and Moni, Moni from Mixing with Moni said that she was team the table in Candace and <laughs> yeah. um, Monique's fight. So I'm going to say I'm team the Missoni couch. But um, Miss- who are you? Where are you? <laughs> um, I would say I'm, I'm pretty team the couch also. Uh, I'm more team Jackie than Tree, but they both just need to apologize. It's, it's not going to be fun if like week after week, they just won't speak to each other. So um, I'm I'm in support of us all moving forward because there's a lot of season sure. left. Um, I get where, to, like, I get why Jackie's so pissed because I would be so pissed too, especially, like, Bravo keeps, like, rolling back the tapes of, like, how many times Teresa has been a royal bitch about her um, marriage at the time. So it's just, like, yeah, like, yeah, she's going to be mad at you. But... Jackie also knows that the way to get under Teresa's skin is talking about her kids. So I'm sure she brought that up with the intention to making her mad. But yeah, I don't, I think it's getting like too out of control. I agree. Like Jackie needs to understand that there's no way Teresa's going to call Evan and apologize. So that's not even worth like throwing out there as an option. Really? No. There's no world. There's no universe where that would happen. Like, she's the least self-aware person ever. Like, she's blowing up caskets. <laughs> she's eating a graham crapper. Yeah, the, the graham crapper. She was shit-faced. I will say, though, I think this was one of the most successful cast trips I've ever seen. Period. In what way? I just mean no one was bitching at each other. Like, I mean, there was a tiny fight. That doesn't sound successful to me, baby. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, usually cast trips, like, are the moment of the season because everything, like, shit hits the fan. People try to leave. Like, No, they, don't worry. Was, we have another cast trip ahead no, of us. No, they just we seem have, like, to have, like, a fine time. Like, everyone yeah. seemed to have a nice time. I mean, I'm successful to them, not successful for the drama on TV. Oh, sure. I like when we, I do like when we open with these trips because... Like, gets all the women together. That was, like, my big critique with Atlanta was that, like, we didn't get the women together until this trip to South Carolina. You know, like, there wasn't ever, like, a moment where everyone was in the same spot. So it's, like, nice to start a season that way because we get 
like content right away. Um, exactly. No. So I want to talk a little, right. I want to talk a little bit more about this. So once again, I thought that, that Joe literally, I mean that Melissa really did do something with this guy at the restaurant. Obviously it was a prank. I have to know though, like, I would flip the fuck out if someone pulled a prank like that with me and my boyfriend. What is everyone's thought? I, I, okay. I feel like I'm like too single to even have a concept of what I would do in this situation. Like, obviously it's, (laughs) it's like, yeah, it's fucked up. I was really impressed with Teresa's lying skills, but I mean, that's not like something new from her, but I did love Margaret's commentary about calling her a genius. Um, it was it was entertaining, but I Joe like I'm surprised Joe wasn't like punching a wall on the phone. I completely agree. Like I he, ha- I cackled when he started speaking Italian. <laughs> He's such a fucking mobster. <laughs> that was so good. But I would be really really pissed, like really pissed. Also, like what? Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Not Who? Margaret. Who? Jackie? No. Jen? J- Jen. Dolores? <laughs> Jen. <laughs> like, Jen was like, why are we laughing about this when you literally just made up a rumor about someone's cheating husband <laughs> and that caused drama? Like, I know. <laughs> like, since when is Jen the voice of reason in all this? I'm like, you know, Jen's right. Like, this isn't that funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't have taken lightly to it. And I do but- feel bamboozled by Bravo. I mean, I will say, though, maybe there Absolutely. is a world that um, Teresa's in on the creating the storyline of the season for Joe and Melissa. Oh, like they're <laughs> all in it together? Yeah. Teresa's maybe. not that smart. Teresa's like, she's not smart, but she knows how this works. So, like... You're right. She's smart in Bravo terms. Like, I think she's not smart... She's not street smart and she's not book smart, but she is smart in reality television. Like she knows how. Well, yeah, she, she's good at her job. Yeah, she when the when the cameras when that red light turns on, she's like, "Let's go." Um, no, what else happened? No, I, I okay. So this kind of actually pissed me off. Was that how shady Melissa was about like seeing Margaret's tits, just being like, "Show your tits on camera," and then Margaret's like, "Well, then show your tits on camera." And she's like. <laughs> I could never do that. I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, f you. Like, you just made me show my tits yeah. on national television, and you're gonna be like, not me. I'm like 90 pound Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like that girl at the pregame who's like, everyone take a shot, and then they don't take a shot themselves, and it's like, no, no, this was a group activity. Like, okay, yeah. but Dylan, that is Melissa, like to a T. Like that is who she is, don't you think? Yeah, she's like, Teresa, you're finally having fun taking a tequila shot. And it's like, Melissa, you're not one to talk. Like, come on. I love drunk Trey, though, when she's just like, hey, guys. I just... Like, her voice gets so high. <laughs> it brings me so much. She's like, hey, hey Joe, I just, uh, Melissa's talking to a she, guy. She was <laughs> fucked up. They were fucked up. I like up. it. I like to see it. You know, the Jersey women, we don't get, we don't always get them, like, like, their M.O. isn't drinking always. Like, we don't always have them in these, like, drunk scenes like we do with, like, New York. Um, but, like, it's fun to see them do it. Go go there. I do think that we would um, be remiss to not talk about the men's trip that was going on simultaneously. <laughs> I love this. the men. Poker I love them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
them doing shots and like talking about Evan and trying to get in the drama. It was so cute. Joe, Joe, um, Mar- Marge's Joe, um, was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He's like, yeah, I heard some things. <laughs> it's like, no, you didn't. No, He's a little messy. Margaret told you about. I know. Margaret I think... told you about the drama that's going on. You're like, okay, got it. <laughs> wait, so Jackie on wait. Dylan, I was on Watch What Happens Live with Jackie on what night was that? On Wednesday night. Oh, in the um, audience. Yes. <laughs> not 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 next to her. It wasn't like me and Jackie. <laughs> no, but on Watch What Happens Live, she was talking about that and she said that Joe that Marge told Jackie that Joe had heard Marge and like the girls talking about um talking about the the situation at Evan's party like all week long and they're saying that's what Joe was talking about was that he heard yeah, I'm people truly in positive that he heard Teresa and Jackie going at it and was like no 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 not that no she's mm. saying like in between the party and that he just Got heard it. like Marge telling everyone in the house like all the people that work for her and her mom and Lexi and all this <laughs> stuff being like this happened and so I think Joe was like yeah I heard it <laughs> right like I'm sure he did hear it but like he didn't hear it in a place that was like more reliable than the original source of the rumor which who was the original source i mean they're like i can't wait to find out who the john blizzard is of this of this oh, franchise God, john blizzard. <laughs> i can't i can't do that again <laughs> no john blizzard and sessa i can't they need to go go away <laughs> i wonder what john blizzard is up to these days Vanderpump dogs coming to peacock <laughs> Is it really? Yep. I feel like you, you, it really is. You, you know this. They announced it last summer. But I thought that like, but that's weird that it still hasn't happened yet. I think it was like, I think it got delayed because of like COVID stuff. And so it probably just like kind of was on the back burner for a minute. But I, um, I w- I'm pretty sure I it's will be still tuning happening. in. What'd you say, Kix? I will be tuning in. I mean, same. I don't. I, I mean, I guess I just, Why, Tom, she doesn't do it. Dogs. She doesn't do it for me. No, I don't like her. I'm just, I'm curious to find out if we get to see like dogs the whole time. I'm curious to find out if she makes like Lala and some of them like work at the animal <laughs> yeah, place. Yeah, that's for... true. All the pregnant girls come in and work at the dog shelter for the no, day. That's I their don't, like baby guys, shower I don't want to see Jax again. Like, I don't want to do it. Nine month pregnant Brittany is like, oh, Lisa, I need to come in and pet some puppies because Jax has been real mean to me. <laughs> I heard back in Kentucky that if you pet puppies, the, the baby comes faster. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. fucking stupid. Oh. <laughs> um well anything else about jersey that we want to ch- touch on it was a I'm fun i'm really ep- liking dolores she is the best the best i'm obsessed with her weird relationship with her ex-husband and her ex-husband and current boyfriend i just i really like her and again i'm not that well versed in jersey i don't know if there's something that i shouldn't like about her but no there's she's really pretty, not dolores is one of those people where it's like she's not a big like shit starter on housewives but i think she's she brings a really she's a really fun like you know like you know like fifth spice girl to the cast like she just just kind of like brings that little bit of flavor yeah i like her a lot and i think she's so like she was so upset that Teresa said something mean to her she was like i can't believe she said that to me i'm gonna go and talk to her about it right now i'm like you're so (laughs) level-headed like like, i'm not an asshole 
You're gonna come to really, really love her kick. She she is the best part of the show. I love her. She's like the Cynthia, but like better than Cynthia. Like she's not because Cynthia, I think, has some moments of like where she gets a little shady sometimes. What do you mean having a 250 person wedding in the middle? Of no, the I mean like I think that there. I think <laughs> I think that there's something to what Nini says about Cynthia sometimes, like about how there there is another side to her. Like I just don't always trust Cynthia. I feel like she's a little too aware of how loved she is on the show sometimes. I don't know, but like Dolores literally is just like I'm here. I'm going to go grab a slice after this and then like head home. Like she doesn't have like grab a slice. (laughs) Dolores is kind of like a Robin Dixon to me. Yes. Yes. yes, More Robin Dixon. She was so on, she was on um, everything iconic and she was talking about how she was cast. I didn't know this. This is a big take for, from this interview, but she said she was, she was originally cast on the first season and due to like some personal life things, she backed out kind of like right before filming. And so they, they cast Danielle in her spot. Can you imagine how different the world would be if we had not had Danielle Staub on Housewives? No, and like no shade to all those women, but we wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't have No, Danielle. and as someone who doesn't, is newer to Jersey recently, I can confirm that like I know her. I feel like I've watched all of the this, her seasons, and I know I haven't. Have Have you guys been paying attention control. to Danielle's uh, Real Housewives live watch journey this season? <laughs> uh. Certainly. It, what's What's so iconic about it is that she said she's like I'm I'm done with Bravo. I'm done with the show. I'm never gonna be a housewife again. And then she's like sets up IG live in her living room. She's like, but I am gonna watch it live. Her hair <laughs> this week was really odd. I saw like a picture. Yeah. Of it. Oh yeah, she has what like red that? hair now. <laughs> It's a choice. I couldn't tell if it was a wig or not, but... No, I don't think she ventures into wig territory. <laughs> I, I could see her just box dye. I could see her just box dyeing her hair red for a change. <laughs> oh, totally. She's, she, she, she has to apply for a new credit card. She's got to change her oh. hair <laughs> I love Danielle. I mean, her, it was time for her to I be do done too. with the show, but, like, she's she's iconic. I'm like... I, part of me is like, should I... I know I just dragged her credit on here, but I, part of me is like, should I just ask her if she wants to be on the podcast? Because I'm sure she'd say yes. Maybe you can do a swap. She, You can go on Absolutely Danielle. I would die. Joe Gunn would die. Joe Gunn is obsessed yeah. with... I, I tell Joe Gunn on the, uh, regularly, I go, Joe, you were the only person that listens to Danielle Stubbs' podcast. That's where I saw her hair. Joe posted Yes, Joe, Joe watches the lives. Um no, I want to get to Atlanta, though. Um, so I said this kind of, like, earlier when we were talking, but, like, I feel like we're really cooking, finally, and we have a show. Like, the show's here. Things are happening. This week was, like, kind of filler, but it was still so entertaining. Like, all of the little, like, scenes had things, like, there's, like, plot moving. There's people are are causing drama. Like, we're finally here. I mean, I am so, like shocked by this Kenya actually revealing that she has a crush on Latoya. Can we talk about that first? It was so weird to me. <laughs> I was generally, I was like, I like gasped because I didn't realize like what she was saying just because right. that's, I was kind of confused if she was trying to make a joke out of it or if she was serious. And my partner, Jared, who he watches Atlanta with me because he like hears me watching and comes in and is curious. But he's like, did she just say that they have, a, she has a crush on her? And I was like, I think so. <laughs> that's a new that's a new frontier for us in the housewives world. 
Yeah, it totally just, it came out of nowhere. And it was one of those things where it's like, maybe that's true, but that's not LaToya's fault if she, if you've never expressed that to her. I don't know. I just thought that was very weird. Kenya's being Kenya again, which is good for the show, but not necessarily good for me liking her. So She really never can come across good. Like, she just, like, never does it right. Like, she's a but good I'm villain sure for the show. But I'm not sure that's I know, but like even our biggest villains have moments where they like are at least like relatable or funny. Like she's not even funny. Kenya is the kind of person who like she's not funny in the way that like Portia is funny where she's cracking jokes. She's funny because she's like almost like so mean sometimes that it's like, oh my God, like I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, can we talk about Cynthia literally being like, yeah, I went upstairs and jerked off thinking about all the women making out. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, she's like looking at notes on her phone being like, yeah, I found out that I'm voyeurist. <laughs> she's like, like, I'm a voyeur. <laughs> she like wrote it down. like. <laughs> Cynthia is, like, so determined not to be involved in the drama this season. She's like, not only am I not going to be downstairs, like, I'm fully just going to go away and, like, think about it. Like, uh, she's kind of annoying me this season. I completely, oh, Dylan, I completely agree. She is totally annoying me this season. Yeah. The the most I've enjoyed her was when she owned up to being a voyeur. I've never heard someone just op- like come out as a voyeur. Like that yeah. that was just a new like like I get the appeal of it. Like I've never participated in voyeurism, but like I certainly understand the appeal of like like I could see like like I I know a couple in my life that like w- they they don't do threesomes, but they have like someone come over and like the woman watches the guy like have sex with other women. Like that's what what gets them off. Which like more power to whatever you know does it for you so like and i get it like that does sound hot to me like i get the voyeur aspect but i've never heard someone just literally just like be like like under their like their their pronouns be like he him voyeur um, <laughs> follow me on instagram at <laughs> i but I, I just the reason i'm constantly reminded why i love these women so much and the way that they just don't give a fuck they're like work like portia was like so you masturbated to us and cynthia was like yeah essentially and she's like okay <laughs> didn't care i know i've never had someone tell me they'd masturbate to me <laughs> Hey, 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 mom, hey and dad. mom and dad. Yeah, thanks for listening. But Dylan, can you imagine if we took the script from that dinner and just gave it to the New York woman and we're like, okay, this is this, like, if we put that in their hands, like, I can't even imagine how they would navigate that conversation. Can Ramona you imagine would Ramona light being it like, on fire. what'd you say? Ramona would light it on fire and be like, what is this? Well, no, but can you imagine Ramona being like, yeah, so I, uh, I watched you guys hook up and then I went upstairs and, uh, you know, touch, touch myself. <laughs> She's probably never masturbated in her life, so she probably has no fucking idea. Well, remember, Vicky Gunvalson can't even say the word vagina. She has to say vagina because it grosses her out. Vagina is honestly worse. (laughs) Vagina sounds scary. It's totally worse. (laughs) I'm finding, I'm slowly realizing why Drew is a peach holder and a housewife, like, in this side of the season. I mean, she was so fun in this episode and I truly cackled when her um horrible husband was like so are you telling me everything she's like yeah 
And he's like, I need to know more. And she's like, well, what about Tampa? I need to know more about Tampa. Yeah, what does she owe him? She owes yeah. him nothing because he is lying on her. I can't stand him. Wait, Dylan, what do you think about Drew? Um, Drew in general, I guess I should say. I am really enjoying Drew now. I think this season got off to kind of like a tough start for her because for like all of these factors, she wasn't with the group because of like COVID stuff. She traveled for her father-in-law's funeral. Um, but like, honestly, since she's been with the whole group, I think she's super fun. The headshot bit with Latoya, it was like instantly iconic moment. Great, great prop work. I really, it was a fan of that. Um, and I think, yeah, she kind of has like a fun energy. I, I wish we had seen more of her personality before we got the marital issues. Cause I think it kind of did her a disservice that like our first impression of her was like, Oh, her husband's a dick. Um, but now that I kind of like like her more a as point. a person, I'm more invested in what's going on with her personal life. But yeah, I think the stuff in the midseason trailer about who, um, you know, after the pastor seems sounds yeah. very compelling to me. So I'm I'm all in on Drew. I'm excited. Yeah, I am, too. She's been really refreshing. Like, like it was this season started off so weird. I can't get over it because it was just so bizarre how no one was in the same place together. And. Yeah, and they had like the that they had like a get together at Cynthia's, I think, and that was pretty much like the only. Um, I guess they had a couple get togethers at Cynthia's, but it was like one half of the cast, and then the other was the next time. Yeah. So it's like this is the first time truly the sixteen of them are together. So, and I feel like the the Drew wig drama was super artificial, but I think that because of their trip, now they actually have like she actually has beef with Latoya over other things that we are actually mm-hmm. going to get like a genuine fight. Like I feel like that like wig fight was so not. Yeah, I mean, all of these women, you know, have had their hair days. It's it's a whole thing. Like if we were to go right. through everyone's Ask hairstyles that has we been all on have. these shows, like <laughs> come on. Yeah, remember when um Lanethia wore the Bride of Frankenstein wig? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like honestly not missing Nini. No. Like the sh- like No. Nini would have never participated in Bolo. I, I think Nini is one of those people where, like, you can't say enough great things about how iconic she is as a housewife, but, like, sometimes your time is up, and, like, her it was her time, and I think it's unfortunate yeah, that sure. there's so much... I mean, I don't know all the details, of course, but, like, wh- whatever went on behind the scenes on the show, it was time for her to go, and so I'm not sad about it. Like, I hope that she was not right. treated, you know, as badly as she says she was, but, like, I, I'm not sad that she's gone. Can we talk a little bit about Cynthia being like when when her daughter was like your feet look ashy and she goes like no don't say that because now they're gonna zoom in and then like literally <laughs> the producers are like zoom like onto her feet that was I was cackling laughing yeah. I mean they've never been I guess this whole like year of Bravo they've never been so personal with the camera like especially this um, season of Atlanta. And it's like when you've been on one of these shows for 10 years, like, you know exactly what is going to be like turned into something to laugh at on the show. And you're like, don't talk about my fucking feet. Like, come on. Right. (laughs) And, you know, you can tell that these women like generally have like a great connection with their team, like the production team and the cameraman, because like they've from my understanding is that you get like a team that's pretty much with you from this from the start. Like, like, like people have said that, like the cameramen like have literally been there from 
from the beginning of their filming. Like very rarely do, very rarely does the team like change up on them. So like, mm-hmm. I you can tell in those moments that they like are all laughing together, which like it's just fun to see like that they're like genuinely like all having a good time together. You know? Well, and and like the other side of that too, you see like the like early season when Kenya asked her team, she was like, "Did you guys know about this?" Like her not being invited to right. that. Right. Oh, uh, I party. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. That feels like eight. That feels like years ago. It that was the like season. Li- I thought I had watched like an old season of Atlanta. <laughs> that yeah, was. Really, that season. does feel like a long time ago. <laughs> this was a fun episode. I had a great time. Great time in both these episodes. This yeah. Week. yeah. Yeah. I started. Um, glad we're not covering Dallas because I started it and then didn't finish it. Wait, Dylan, are you watching Dallas? I am. I feel like Dallas is one of those things where it's like, it's not bad necessarily. It's just like not that remarkable. And, you know, I don't know if it's ever going to get better. So like, it is what it is. I don't, I don't think it is. And I, I cannot believe Brandy gaslighting Tiffany like that. Like, it's so bad. It's so, she's awful person. Like for her to be like, you make me feel uncomfortable. It's like, fuck off. Like, yeah. think about all the nonsense that you pulled. Like, how are you turning this on her? Like, and then her trying to like, she's like, can I even say Chinese? I'm like, oh my God. Like, you need to get off the show. I'm so happy that she's gone. That was so disappointing. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. that she announced her leaving before this episode com- came out. Yeah. Wait, Dylan, go ahead. You were saying something. It's just like watching Brandy do that shit and nobody in the cast really like calling her on it is so disappointing because it's so it's so obvious as a viewer like there was no part of me that needed to wait and figure out like the subtext of what was going on. It's literally like I feel like I can't be say racist things around you and that makes me scared because I feel like racist things are going to come out of my mouth. It's like like you that doesn't sound good either. Like just say nothing. Yeah. No like. Like, it's not that hard to not be, it's not that hard to be sensitive. Like, it's harder to be insensitive, I think. Like, like just shut up. Shut up. Like, that's half of the journey is shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I don't want to get into Dallas, so we're going to take a quick break and come back with Dylan Hafer. Um, we have a fun little segment. We're going to wrap up with you, Dylan. We'll be back in one second, Okay. <laughs> Okay, and we're back. Uh, hi, Dylan. Hello, hello. Thanks for coming on Dumpster Dive Pod. Of course, thanks for having me. Um, no, I want we we like to wrap up our episodes with a fun little chat about um, if we think each other would be good on reality television after we've gotten to like get to know each other uh, in this format. Ooh, so okay. we will start the two of us. Yeah, so the two of us are gonna say what we think about you, like where in the reality world we would place you, and then we'll end on what you think about the two of us. Okay. And you can say no. We welcome no's. We welcome no's, but we also encourage creative ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll go first. I um, think you would be pretty perfect on Summer House. I would not be mad about that. Yeah. So I agree with Kix. I think that you would be really great in there. And now my question for you is like, if you were in the house this season, like who would you be like aligning with? Who would you be like, like big hating? <laughs> like where would you be? Um, okay, so I know I know Hannah like a little bit because I used to work with her. Um, oh right, but oh, right. I would say I I'm like a huge fan of Lindsay, but Lindsay really scares me. Um, so I think I would probably be hanging out with like Amanda. Ciara seems really cool. I would probably like f- be friends with Danielle so that I would be on Lindsay's good side, just because I wouldn't want to be on Lindsay's bad side. 
Wait, so I, w- I would be remiss not to ask you if you knew Jordan. Because didn't Jordan work at Betches too with them? He used to. I I knew him like very vaguely. Like we met a few times, but that was bef- like a little before. I was like working freelance at Betches then. So I wasn't ever like working like with him per se. Uh, he's a fascinating character to me. I bring him up all the time because I think he's so bizarre for, for television. And it was he, it was crazy. Yeah, it, it was a journey I- on television. Yeah, I was going to sure. say if he was if I was going to answer this question for him, I would say no. What? No, what? He sh- Jordan shouldn't be on reality television. <laughs> oh, right. So if Jordan was on the pod and we told him where yeah. he'd be, we would say you shouldn't be on it. <laughs> um, great. Well, Dylan, what are your thoughts on both Kicks and I? OK, um, Kicks, I think you would be good on like a real world situation because it sounds like you really like the real world. Um, and I just feel like. Real world is good because it's, like, a little more chill. Like, you can kind of just, like, it's more about, like, exploring your personality. And I feel like you have, like, a vibe where you're not just, like, in there trying to start drama. Um, and then Tom, I, I'm i trying to think. I feel like I feel like you could be, like, a, a server on Vanderpump Rules. Maybe, like, get in there with, mm-hmm. like, you know, the new class at Sir and, like, Maybe actually make it exciting. <laughs> the freshman again. class, if you will. <laughs> Dylan, thank you for putting that on my shoulders to make things exciting again. I'm going rules. Like, I would love to take over. Like Sheena would job. train you. I think Sheena and I would be fast friends. Yeah, I Although, see that for you. I think I really Sheena. Do. I think Sheena and my candle would be fast friends too. So I don't, I don't know that that's like that. Like, I love it. It's my best friend. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like no, like we've been best friends forever. We're very like, close. Forever. Like I burn it every yeah. night. <laughs> what she's always like talking about these guys she's like no we've been dating we yeah we're, we're boyfriend girlfriend <laughs> oh i miss sheena i love Me her too. i just miss she, her so much did you see her baby shower outfit she, i thought she looked great okay no wait did i not look at the right one <laughs> oh, don't agree. wait let me look at it let me look at it <laughs> wait i haven't seen it wait wasn't the baby shower joint with Brittany? No, that was like the, no, the baby shower just happened. Oh, what is this top? What is this? Is it a two piece or is it one? Is it a dress? What is this? I don't know. Looking at? <gasps> Never forget when she wore a crop top for her Tom, wedding Tom, you said you liked it? No, I, I didn't get a good eye at this. This is crazy. <laughs> this is Tom and I on uh, Christmas day. <laughs> Yeah, this is after my like 20 mimosas on Christmas. Um, it is ugly. What's it's really ugly. weird about this is that there's a bustier, but like the bustier will never really work on a pregnant woman just because there's like there's so much going on there. Like, the, I don't think, a, do you think that a pregnant woman could wear a bustier? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not fitting. Unless like, how like, are you going to cinch your waist like in, in yeah. when you're pregnant? Like, that's not something you probably are thinking about doing. Like, but then the top doesn't fit her. Like, this is a, this is a, a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full logic puzzle, honestly. We'll never have all the answers about I'm Sheena's so baby shower outfit. She looks like, is fucking glowing. I've never seen her look so beautiful, honestly. She Other does look so pretty. horrific dress. Yeah. Neck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that beautiful On note. that note. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sheena. 
<laughs> love you, Sheena. Hey, Sheena, you're my best friend. Um, but before we let you go, Dylan, I just want you to plug all your stuff. Yes. Yeah, of course. So you can follow Bravo by Batches on Instagram and listen to the Mention It All podcast uh, and follow me at Dylan Hafer. And that's that's all you need to know. <laughs> He's hilarious. And please go watch his Christian TikTok highlights because they will bring joy to your life. <laughs> um, you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Kix. See, uh, <laughs> you can follow me at Kix Hamlet. That's C I X. Yes, and then follow the podcast at Dumpster Dive Pod, and rate, review, subscribe, all the stuff. Patreon starts next week, and um, yeah, have Hello. a great night, everyone. And Dylan, say bye Dylan, to thank everyone you so listening. Much. Bye, bye, thanks. Oh.